Section 27 of The Curious Book of Birds. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marjorie Greaves. The Curious Book of Birds by Abby Farwell Brown. Section 27. Once upon a time there was an Indian who was a famous hunter, but he did not hunt for fun. He took no pleasure in killing the little wild creatures, birds and beasts and fishes, and did so only when it was necessary for him to have food or skins for his clothing. He was a very kind and generous man, and loved all the wood creatures dearly, often feeding them from his own larder and protecting them from their enemies. So the animals and birds loved him as their best friend, and he was known as the Good Hunter. The Good Hunter was very brave, and often went to war with the fierce savages who were the enemies of his tribe. One sad day he set forth with a war party, and they had a terrible battle, in which the good hunter was slain, and his enemies took away his scalp, leaving him lying dead in the forest. The good hunter had not remained long, cold, and lifeless in the shadowy stillness, when the fox came trotting through the woods. "'Alack and alas!' cried the fox, spying the body stretched on the leaves. "'Here is our dear friend!' the good hunter slain alack and alas what shall we do now that our dear friend and protector is gone the fox ran out into the forest crying the death lament which was a signal to all the beasts that something most sorrowful had happened soon they came flocking to the spot all the animals of the forest by hundreds they came and surrounding the body of their friend raised the most doleful howls for though they rubbed him with their warm noses and licked them with their warm tongues and nestled against him with their warm fur they could not bring him back to warm life they called upon brother bear to speak and tell them what to do for he was the nearest relative to man the bear sat up on his haunches and spoke to the sad assembly with tears in his eyes begging each animal to look carefully through his medicine box and see whether there might be some balm which would restore the good hunter to life then each animal looked carefully through his medicine box of herbs and healing roots bark and magic leaves and they tried every remedy that they knew but nothing brought the color to their friend's pale cheeks nor light into his eyes he who had helped them so often was helpless now and they could not aid him Again the kind beasts sank back on their haunches and raised a mighty howl, a requiem for the dead. Wild and piercing and long-drawn, the sound swept through the forest, such a sound of sorrow as had never been heard before. The oriole, who was flying overhead, heard and was surprised. Soon his brightness came flashing down through the leafy boughs like a ray of sunlight into the gloom and darkness of the forest what has happened o oh four-footed friends he asked did you mourn so mightily then they showed him the body of the good hunter lying in the midst of their sad company and the oriole joined his voice of sorrow to theirs o oh, friend of the birds he cried is there no bird who can aid you now you who have fed us so many times from the door of your generous wigwam i will call all the feathered tribes and we will do our best so the oriole went forth and summoned the birds to the forest council there was a great flapping of wings a great twittering and chirping questioning and exclamation when the birds assembled to hear the sad news everyone was there from the tiny hummingbird to the great eagle of the iroquois 
who left his lonely eyrie to pay his respects to the good hunter's memory the poor little birds tried everything in their power to bring back to life their dear friend with beak and claw and tender wing they strove but all their efforts were in vain their good hunter was dead and his scalp was gone then the great eagle whose head was white with years of wisdom and experience spoke to the despairing assemblage of creatures from his lofty perch above the world the eagle had looked down upon centuries of change and decay he knew every force of nature and all the strange things of life the hoary-headed sage said that the good hunter could not be restored until his scalp was found then all the animals clamored that they might be allowed to go and seek for the missing scalp but to the fox was given this honor because he had first found the body of the good hunter in the forest the fox set out upon his search in his foxy way he visited every hen roost and every bird's nest but no scalp did he find of course not screamed the birds when he returned from his fruitless quest of course no bird had taken the good hunter's scalp you should have known better than that master fox so the next time a bird was sent upon the search the pigeon-hawk went forth confident that she should be successful but she was in such a hurry and flew so fast that she saw nothing and she too returned without that for which she sought so the next time a bird was sent upon the search the pigeon-hawk went forth confident that she should be successful but she was in such a hurry and flew so fast that she saw nothing and she too returned without that for which she sought then the white heron begged that he might be allowed to try for said he you all know how slowly i fly and how careful i am to see everything yes especially if it be something good to eat chirped the saucy jay do not trust in birds he is too greedy yet the heron was allowed to go he flapped away slowly and sedately and the council sat down to await his return but the heron had not gone far when he came to a field of luscious wild beans and he stopped to take a mouthful or two he ate and he ate and he ate the greedy fellow until he could eat no more and then he was sleepy so that he slept and slept and slept and when he awoke he was so hungry that he fell to eating again while the council waited and wondered and waited at last they grew impatient and began to suspect that the jay had been right which was indeed the case they decided to wait no longer for the heron who did not return then the crow stepped forward and said let me go i pray you for i think i know where the scalp may be found not in the nest of a bird not in the den of any animal not in the watery hunt of a fish for all the creatures of earth air and water are friends of the good hunter it is men who are the most cruel to men therefore in the tents of men must we look for the missing scalp let me go seek it there for men are used to see me flying near and will not suspect why i came the crow flew forth upon his errand and before long came to the wigwam where lived the warrior who had slain the good hunter and sure enough there outside the tent was the scalp of the good hunter stretched on a pole to dry the crow flew near and the warrior saw him but thought nothing of it for he was used to seeing crows about the camp presently when no one was looking the skilful thief managed to steal the scalp and away he flew with it to the council in the forest great was the rejoicing of the birds and beasts when they saw that the crow had been successful and they said more kind things to him than he had heard for many moons 
at once they put the scalp upon the good hunter's head but it had grown so dry in the smoke of the warrior's wigwam that it would not fit here was the new trouble what was to be done to make the scalp soft and flexible once more the animals did their best but their efforts were of no avail once more the great eagle came forward and bade them listen my children he said my wings are never furled night and day for hundreds of years the dews of heaven have been collecting upon my back as i sit on my throne above the clouds perhaps this dew may have a healing power such as no earthly fountain holds we will see gravely the eagle plucked a long feather and dipping it in the dew which moistened his plumage applied it to the stiffened scalp immediately it became soft and it could be fitted to the head of the good hunter closely as when it had first grown there the birds and animals hurried away and brought leaves and flowers bark and berries and roots which they made into a mighty healing balsam to bathe the poor head which had been so cruelly treated and presently great was her joy to see a soft colour come into the pale cheeks of the good hunter and light into his eyes he breathed he stirred he sat up and looked around him in surprise where am i what has happened he asked you slept and your friends have wakened you said the great eagle tenderly stand up good hunter that they may see you walk once more the good hunter stood up and walked rather unsteadily at first back to his own wigwam followed by a great company of happy forest creatures who made the sky ring with their noises of rejoicing and long long after that the good hunter lived to love and protect them section twenty seven recording by marjorie greaves campbell river british columbia